to Go Blue Crew. Welcome to episode 75 of the Go Blue Crew. Derek, did you know we were at 75? I did not, but let me tell you, that is a milestone. We loosely keep track of episode numbers, and sometimes it like gets out of hand because like a file will get lost or we'll have to like restart an episode here and there, but 75 is the official count, even though I would say plus or minus 5, maybe even 10. This is not scientific, is what I'm saying. But uh, it's an exciting week because Michigan State's coming up on Sunday. It's a shame that these two teams haven't been able to play earlier, but better late than never, and I like that they play twice. So, Derek, what are you looking for on Sunday in this uh, big rivalry showdown with Michigan State? Yeah, I'm just excited to to see the Spartans and the Wolverines square off. It's it's weird to wait until the end of February and and really the fourth to last game uh, to play the Spartans for the first time. Two games in the last four times they they play them, and so obviously you get you get the first one at home and can kind of set the precedent for the for this rivalry um, for this season and and really quick turnaround and you have to finish your regular season. Um, at Breslin and so I'm looking forward to a matchup that I think everybody's been looking forward to all season uh, even outside of the Big Ten Conference uh, because these are obviously two great teams Uh, they're in-state rivalries uh, and and usually these games uh, are are good ones and and Michigan's had the upper hand uh, recently which has been nice for a change. Both teams have one game to play before they play each other on Sunday so this could change slightly, but as of now, I'm looking at ESPN's uh, matchup predictor. They give Michigan a 49.6% chance to win, and then Michigan State's at 50.4. So uh, almost as, as close to 50-50 as you can get. And I think if you went and, and polled uh, Michigan and probably Michigan State fans and, and you were somehow able to like strip away their their initial bias toward their team, that's basically what you would get. It'd be like, yeah, you know, I can see some days where Michigan State looks better and I can see days where Michigan looks better. And I think you'd walk away with close to 50-50. I mean, it's it's going to be, or it looks like it's going to be just just one of those games. And uh, since they're playing so close, they're two games so close to each other, it'll probably be that way for both games, I would imagine. Yeah, and I would be surprised if you see uh, one team uh, beat the other really bad. Um, the only reason I wouldn't be is if Michigan can win double digits at home and, and maybe Michigan State wins double digits at home. I can see that happening, but a, a Michigan against Villanova win, or I know Michigan State's beat up on a couple of the teams uh, too. I don't see that happening just because of what this game means. Uh, and it seems like Michigan, uh, with success recently in this rivalry, uh, will be ready to play, at least at home. They've been so good at home, uh, and they have struggled on the road, though. And so I think two very different games is what we're going to see uh, as these two teams battle twice in the last four games of the regular season. The thing I'm looking forward to most inside the game is Xavier Simpson versus Cassius Winston. I think that's pretty much true for everybody. Uh, it's two really good guards. Xavier Simpson is no, known to be a shutdown defender, He's given Winston problems in the past. Winston's a much better player this season. Is, is that is that your matchup too? Is that the one you're looking at? 
Yeah, I am. And I was looking forward to uh, Nick Ward and, and John Teske kind of going at it, seeing if uh, John Teske could bring out some of the some of the Mo Wagner in him. Uh, Mo Wagner had his way with Nick Ward. Uh, seemed like any time, any possession you know, almost, uh, Nick Ward is, is out. Uh, and so you won't be able to see that matchup, at least for the first weekend and maybe not even uh, for the finale. And so, yeah, naturally because of that, I got to go. Uh, at the kind of the, the point guard position both uh, team leaders in my opinion and it seems like this is such a great opportunity for a player like Xavier Simpson or Charles Matthews this is another one who comes to mind to really like put their stamp on the program they've done it in different ways I mean going to the national championship obviously but you go and you beat a good Michigan State team like doesn't matter where your season really is that's one of those moments that we'll look to to define a Michigan team basketball or football yeah I can I mean if you look back at some of the Michigan Michigan State matchups you can think of Burke with the steel and appling and the ceiling dunk or Stoskis going off blowing a couple of kisses here and there and so when I look at a guy like Xavier Simpson he's got time left as a Wolverine but he's been a really really good player and there are people who, a lot of people who, who believe that Cash Winston is the better player, the better point guard. And I mean, he's always played that chip on his shoulder, especially with his matchup. And he's had his way uh, in this matchup, but Cash Winston has improved a lot, always been a good player, uh, even more uh, dominant this season. But I expect those two to really go at it. Uh, and I bet Xavier Simpson uh, has a good game, at least one of the two games, if not in both, which kind of leads me to to turn to who else is going to step up and honestly if I had to pick a guy um, I want I want to go with Isaiah Livers because of uh, the potential that he has and Xavier Simpson's gotten on him about being more assertive Uh, and so I think Isaiah Livers and that role he plays coming off the bench uh, can really kind of change how these games go Uh, as Michigan State can be pretty deep uh, depending on how you look at it yeah that's always uh, really interesting talking about like who who the the number two or three guy might be. Isaiah Livers, I think, is a decent bet, maybe a good bet even. I think John Teske is probably up there. Charles Matthews, I don't know if we're even considering him like a a number three or you know, down that list. Like he might be just one of those prime guys by now. But gosh, I, I, I think I would go with John Teske as a as a player who's really gonna assert himself and make a difference behind those primary role players but it's you know obviously like we're just shooting the you know what with with most of this stuff it just feels like this is one of those one of those games where Teske uh is able to to assert himself and his his size and dominance and really do some damage I mean, especially with the absence of Nick Ward and Teske, and you could say the same thing for uh, Iggy Brasdakis. It seems like they've been quieter, and, and they have been quieter in a couple of the games, and and even in the losses, you could you could pick apart both of them if you, if you really wanted to. But I would expect Teske to have a big game uh, Sunday because I think that he's going to take uh, advantage of of Ward being out. Yes, there's other great. Uh, players on the Michigan State roster but Teske seems to be due for 
uh, a big game where people are are talking about, hey, is he better than Mo Wagner was for this team last year? I think it's due, and I think it will happen. And, and paired with uh, Xavier Simpson, who we both believe will play uh, very well also, that's going to be uh, a tough matchup. If you get both of those guys rolling and then get any kind of uh, input from Charles Matthews or, or Iggy or Jordan Poole hits a couple of threes, then Michigan's really tough to beat. They've showed that they can be one of the best, if not the best team in the nation at times. But in some of those losses and in even a couple of the, the victories, even the ones that didn't end up being uh, under, uh, under a double uh, point victory, they have looked pretty mediocre at times too. So I guess it just depends on what Michigan team shows up Sunday. And, and before that, you've got to have them show up uh, during the week as well. And, and those are the two games you circle out of the, the remaining four. But Michigan's honestly just got to play well in the, the remaining four. They want to win the Big Ten. They want the obviously the high seed uh, in the Big Ten tournament and then any kind of confidence that can lead to throughout the Big Ten tourney, try to go back to back to back, and then obviously uh, bigger sites on the NCAA tourney. Yeah, so you mentioned postseason. This is huge for postseason because – Michigan and Michigan State are both twelve and three in the conference. Just outside of there is Purdue at eleven and three, and the Maryland and Wisconsin are both ten and five. Because Michigan and Michigan State play each other twice in the final four games of the regular season, you got to look at that whole slate of teams as being in the hunt. So, do you think? Oh, excuse me. Do you, do you think? Do you think uh, that Michigan has has the necessary win total to? to get this considering they play a tough Michigan state team twice. That's tough. If Michigan, man, if Michigan and Michigan state can split and I, I keep saying, and I apologize. I keep saying four games. There's five games left. Um, and that shows how much focus I have on the Michigan state game. And you can't discredit Maryland. Maryland looks like one of the most talented teams in the conference at times. But I think you've got to split Michigan-Michigan State. And I think to win the Big Ten, you've got to handle business in the other three games against Minnesota, Nebraska, and Maryland, especially with Purdue's remaining schedule. It, it seems like Purdue has uh, – I mean, it would almost be embarrassing if Purdue didn't win the Big Ten uh, with the remaining schedule they have. <laughs> it, wouldn't it be like the most Purdue thing ever, though? It would. I mean, it would fall right in line with honestly what I'm expecting. Uh, because again, the Big Ten is a, a very good conference, and and I will say that that puts more pressure on Purdue than I think people are talking about. Because it's like, well, it would be embarrassing if they can't close it off with that schedule. But man, there's a lot of teams looking to make the NCAA tournament, and a win over a Purdue like that uh, can do a lot for for some of these uh, bubble teams in the Big Ten, and so. I would say that it's probably going to happen. And so with that, Michigan's got to take care of business. And beating Michigan State twice, no matter what happens in the Big Ten tournament, I think would be uh, monumental for for success uh, moving forward uh, in the NCAA tournament. Because Michigan State is one of the best teams in the nation and has, has proven that uh, as the season's kind of trekked on here. Yeah, I mean, the Big Ten tournament, we've seen Michigan go both ways where they look bad and then go into the NCAA tournament and make a run and then obviously they've won the the last two Big Ten tournaments and then last year went to the uh, national championship so there doesn't seem to be any kind of direct correlation there it's just always awesome to see Michigan do well and win the Big Ten tournament which starts with getting a good seed 
possibly winning the regular season. I mean, this is all exciting stuff that with more consistency we're talking about with Michigan basketball, which, which is awesome. So before Michigan plays Michigan State, uh, there is unfortunately another game. It's a rematch with Minnesota. Minnesota was that awful game that Michigan won 59-57 on Charles Matthews' uh, really close. It wasn't a tip-back. No, it wasn't a tip-back. He, he had an offensive rebound, I believe, and, yep. and and put up a quick shot. Just barely beat the the shot clock buzzer, actually. But anyway, that that's a game that I think Michigan's probably been looking to for a while, wanting to get back out there and prove that you know, that's that was a little bit of a fluke. They're not as bad as they looked in that game, and, and they're going to show it, I would think. Yeah, so Minnesota's really kind of had a – a weird uh, recent part of the season here. They they lose last second to to Nebraska, who had snapped a streak, a seven game losing streak, and then Minnesota snaps a a four game losing streak against Indiana, who has talent but just can't seem to to put it together uh, this year. And that was such a blowout. I mean, I think they won by twenty plus points. And so Minnesota is a team. And I mean, it seems to be a decent environment anytime. Uh, they play at home, and so Michigan has to deal with, again, uh, yet another road game. But because of the way the last game uh, kind of happened and really Michigan escaped with one and, and really stole one, if you want to be honest, I think that Michigan will dominate this game. I would say if Michigan wins by 5-10 comfortably at home against Minnesota, uh, I'd feel different. But just because they seem to play really well, uh, in some of the bigger games or some of these games where it's like, oh, man, we need to prove that we're not going to win on a buzzer beater this time. I would say that uh, Michigan wins handily. Uh, and again, hopefully that helps with the confidence uh, moving forward to Sunday. With that, though, that's the one thing you've got to watch out for. Are you looking ahead to Michigan State? Uh, and will it be another situation where Charles Matthews needs to save the day uh, with a, with a putback uh, jump shot? Well, Charles Matthews, yeah, he, he hit that game winner. And the last three games now he's been Michigan's leading scorer. Is this shaping up to be a, a big game for him? I would say so. I, I think that he's going to continue uh, to to be dominant. He played really well. The NCAA tournament was a big part of that run. And so I think Charles Matthews, honestly, I mean, he he's looking, he's looking to, to make an impact in the NBA. And I think for his own personal resume – uh, I think that he's going to start dominating and hopefully take over as the teams go to. It's always nice to have a guy uh, who you can trust in a late game situation. If he can continue the tear he has, I expect him to end as the team's leading scorer and, and really just kind of be that go-to player uh, in both Michigan State games, uh, the rest of the games in the regular season, and then obviously in tournament play. Yeah, so I don't want to paint this Minnesota game as like prep work for Michigan State. Obviously, you know this isn't Michigan football playing uh, middle Tennessee Valley State whatever before Notre Dame say but it does seem like this is a chance for somebody and we mentioned Matthews as a good candidate here to establish themselves as the go-to guy because Michigan has had it at times but most of the time like it's there's not one guy who you know is going to go get the shot so going to Minnesota on the road, playing a team that that almost took one from you, it seems like that's a, that's a good chance to for somebody to step up and be like, you know what, when we need a shot, it's coming to me. 
Yeah. And uh, with that, I'd say this is a good chance for Roz Dacus to kind of kind of rebound. He had 13 uh, against Maryland and played much better. Uh, shooting still wasn't great uh, in general or from the three-point line, uh, but was very quiet in a loss against Penn State. Uh, quiet again in a win at Wisconsin or uh, versus Wisconsin, uh, and then yeah, he played well in the Iowa loss and uh, and against Rutgers, which was a dominant game. But it's a chance for him to, if he's going to be the guy, uh, to kind of prove that he can take over a game. Uh, and if you can get both of those guys scoring 15, 18, even 20 points, I mean, Michigan is a much different team because then you don't need as much from everybody else or at least big nights from everybody else. If everyone just plays well and those two can kind of put up the 15 points a game, it's a much different Michigan team. And, and those two playing well and then scoring uh, in bunches can really help uh, fuel Michigan's uh, run here coming up to end the regular season. Okay, so let's tie these two points together. Does a loss at Minnesota change the trajectory of the season? I think so in the, in the case where I think it is hard, a lot harder, obviously, to win the Big Ten. Uh, it could be a something that ruins confidence. And, and again, it's just losing to another team that you should be able to beat, which makes it a lot easier to see them losing in the Big Ten tournament or losing, losing to a mid-major. Uh, which is often the case, uh, or even a lesser team at all in the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's there's years where uh, Michigan's gone and on these runs where uh, you were almost sure that they'd run into a, a problem, as many of the big teams do, including a number one seed last year. And so a lot of this regular season stuff, you can throw out the window, you can throw out seeds out of the window for the most part. Uh, and this feels like a team in the way they've lost, and it hasn't been many losses, which has been great, but the way they've lost in a couple of games, it does feel that it doesn't take much uh, to kind of change the trajectory of the season. Losing at Minnesota, a team uh, 17-9, and nine, probably isn't a good start. But again, I think that they'll handle business uh, just because of what happened last time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take a loss too seriously. and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it like derails the season, obviously. And I know that some people might point to Michigan State and be like, gosh, that's a that's a recipe for like a spiral. You lose to Minnesota and then you play a good Michigan State team. I kind of see it the opposite way. I think you'd want to play like a good team coming off a loss. You'd want to play Michigan State, your rival, because that's usually when John Beeline teams are at their best against the best competition against the rivals. So I wouldn't take a Michigan, excuse me, I wouldn't take a, a loss to Minnesota to heart, really. So yeah. is, there, is there anything else you, you want to add here? I'll just piggyback off that and add that, especially at home. I mean, you, you've got coming off a loss, a well-prepared beeline team against a rival at home. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, maybe even a higher chance of winning that game. But whether it's a Minnesota loss or a loss to the Spartans, anybody else in the schedule, losing to MSU twice even, again, you're going to make the Big Ten tournament, no matter what seed you are, you can make a run. Uh, and you're going to make the NCAA tournament uh, at this point also. And so I feel like no matter what happens, they just got to pull it together And when you think of the big picture. And I believe that they'll do so and make somewhat of a run, even if it's not uh, much past uh, the, the Sweet 16 Elite Eight because they run into someone tough. But either way, take care of business, and it's just going to help you propel forward. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on Episode 75, Give or Take 5 of the Go Blue crew. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. 
Thanks for listening. Go Blue. Go Blue.